Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Retro. And yes, yes, we're back. We're back, baby, for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. And uh, this is the maiden voyage for the new the new iMac that I purchased last week because mine decided to just up and not do what I needed it to do anymore. And it it's, has a new life now with <laughs> someone else after I completely wiped it clean. It's funny because like 10 seconds after we got on the Zoom call to do the show last week, your picture froze. And I thought that it was something on my end. So I left the meeting, shut Zoom down, restarted it, hopped back in the meeting and it said you it was waiting for you to, to start it. And I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. It was but, weird because uh, now it was like, uh, I, I've never seen a computer screen do this before, but like all these transparent, like geometric shapes popped up on the screen. And like every time I moved the mouse, it would like clear a little path back to normal screen. So I'm like, what is happening? So I, I tried to restart it, reboot it. And um, it came back on. And that's when I, that's when the zoom call thing happened. I'm like, Oh crap. And then zoom never would open back up. Everything kept crashing. And so I, I told Derek, I was like, I think my computer's dead. And I tried to do a time machine backup. And here's the horror of the situation. I've always had my external hard drive hooked up to the computer. And 
when I went to go do a, a time machine backup on the computer, it said, no Seagate backup. I'm like, what? And I look behind the computer, no Seagate backup back there. I'm like, where is my hard drive? Looked all over for it. De destroyed this whole computer area I have. Finally found it in my um, laptop bag. Plugged it in, and I have not done a backup on this computer since August 29th of 2021. So I've gone a year and a half with no backup. What is wrong with me? That's demoralizing. <laughs> like, I, I think I would just close up shop for the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I think I know what was what was up with my... Uh, your your picture went black for some reason. Yeah, let me try. Well, it's still going. The webcam is still going. It's thing is, uh, no, I don't want Zoom to do that. Here, let me. Uh, uh, no, I need to be. There we go. Now I look there, normal. There you are. <laughs> Just getting a little little kinks uh, worked out here on the computer. The uh, the the rave at the Nerd Cave Retro <laughs> Podcast has been canceled. No, but um, but I ended up getting the old computer booted back up, and um, I got I managed to get everything over to the new computer, and then I just wiped the old one clean and put it back to factory settings, and uh, so I got the new computer, and um, I, uh, let's just say that the Patreon is paying for it for the next twelve months uh, until you know I have twelve months to pay it off with zero interest, so. All you patrons, don't go anywhere for the next 12 months, please. Well, the important thing is, I mean, you, you got a new computer and it's it's working well. But, I mean, your, your old one, like, you got a heck of a lifespan out of that. Like, that's crazy for a computer. Yeah, like I said. What, like I, eight or nine years? Yeah, I posted it in um, in our little group chat and everything. I was like, my trusty 2015 iMac uh, passed away. You know, and 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 then I looked at the specs on it when I got it booted back up, and it's a 2012 model. I'm like, holy crap! I've had this thing forever. That's, that's insane. Eleven years I've been rocking that thing, and 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 she did good. But uh, it's time to to have a blazing fast computer now, and I'm quite impressed with how much faster the new one is. So I'll be able to get the as soon as we're done here, I'll I'll be able to get the shows out a lot faster now. Yeah, no, you you were due for an upgrade, so that's it's all good stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, Joey, I, I have already sold it. Uh, a friend of mine took it uh, to a new home, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be very well taken care of. So I'm very happy about that. And um, but yeah, it's uh, t it was upgrade time. I knew it was coming, and I'm glad it's finally here. And um, yeah, so we're what you're hearing right now is is being recorded to the brand new computer. So thank you guys for being patrons and helping me to afford a new iMac. Amen. But uh, well, we do have an announcement um, before we go into anything. Uh, and I do want to hear about your week, but let's tell everybody that you're not going to be here. Yes. Yeah, so uh, April 17th, which is uh, two weeks from today, um, I'll be in Denver, Colorado, because the 16th will be my wife and I's one-year wedding anniversary. So we're going to go to Colorado for a few days, and then the following week, the 24th, um, I'll be in Niceville, which is probably about hour, hour 15 minutes outside of Pensacola. Um, I was asked to show the feature um, to some college students 
uh, I believe it's Northwest Florida Community College. Um, myself, our mutual friend Steve Wise will be there. Kevin Almodovar will be there. Um, we'll be showing like six or seven uh, locally made shorts and doing a Q and A afterwards. So, That's awesome. um, I'll I'll be uh, I'll be away from the homestead, unfortunately. But uh, you you have a more than capable <laughs> sub coming in, and who some listeners will probably demand he be the permanent one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wally's going to be here on the seventeenth, and I figured what better way. What better show to do with him on? We're going to go ahead and do a top five list for the 17th. So you have two weeks to get, it, get us your top five list. Uh, we're going to tie it into his new podcast with, with I Am The Rampage, Carlos Longoria, uh, called Dead Game, the Dead Game podcast. We're going to tie it into that, and we're going to do top five games that deserve a resurrection. And no, not erection, a resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe we'll do that for uh, like episode like six hundred, like NCR or something like that. After dark, <laughs> uh, if we ever do that that special, the intro has to be "Careless Whisper" by George Michael. <laughs> I'm down. I've put I've put way too much thought into that, but it's okay. Well, what about you? How was your weekend? How was your week? I had a whole week off. <laughs> Oh, it was good. Um, got a got a couple of shows in the can for the Derek Diamond experience uh, since I'll be since I'll be out for a couple of weeks. So uh, did that uh, work's been really busy, uh, unfortunately. But I mean, it, it it comes in waves, which is, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so I will say about this weekend, my um, my throat started to feel kind of scratchy again. Oh, which is so uh, what I've been doing today is I've been drinking the tears of the whiny wrestling fans from Twitter uh, <laughs> complaining about the ending of WrestleMania this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, but no, that that was that was the the big highlight was watching, you know, the two day WrestleMania. I thought it was a really good show. Um, the ending wasn't what some people would have liked, but it's a story. You got to watch how it unfolds. So uh, you guys sent a picture in our group chat a little while ago of Vince McMahon. <laughs> what happened <laughs> to that guy? <laughs> um, he was. Um, you know what he looks like? He, he looks like a, a, a somebody made a clay figure of Vince McMahon and didn't quite get it right. He looks like he shouldn't be allowed within five hundred feet of a school or any kind of public <laughs> gathering. He looks like Vince McMahon got deflated and then they pumped him up with a bike uh, a, a bike tire uh in, in thing a pump well the the picture that you're talking about was somebody photoshopped a bison from street fighter his jacket <laughs> and hat because vince mcmahon has a mustache now and i i was like howling laughing when i saw that like i'm like this is why i like the internet wow <clears throat> I, I read that he grew a mustache, but that's the first time that at least I've seen visual proof of it. It's he crazy because he like he's looked the same except for, you know, like he looks older now, obviously, but he's had like the same hairstyle for the most part. He as long as I've as, way too as long hard. as he's been around. He went way too hard on the just for men and the pencil thin mustache. Like he just looks like. He looks like he should be in a lineup right now. Like he's got a chi- uh, a computer full of child porn. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> he's going to make a lot of money because he just sold the the WWE, so I'm sure he did. Yes, he's he he gets the last laugh unfortunately. But uh, I did want to tell everybody that um, you did fill in for me last week on Open Micers, and that was a very yes. funny episode. Yeah, it's. I was telling Jacob this, you know, that like I love the hostful goodness shows you guys do, mm-hmm. and there's been a small part of me that's like, I wonder, like, how would it be to just be on a show where you just talk for 30, 45 minutes? Mm-hmm. And we, we were only going to go half an hour, but we went probably around 45 minutes because we just lost track of time but it it was a lot of fun and you know i appreciate you know jacob having me on uh it was fun to just you know catch up with him and talk about some fun topics and i love getting roasted when i'm not there to defend myself (laughs) it it had to happen got got it then right at the end of the episode yeah i'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna start getting some uh, emails about how Derek needs to be the new host and not me (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that was a great episode, though. I listened to it as soon as uh, as soon as I could the next morning, and I was I, I was very happy with it. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Like I said, it was a lot of fun to do. So go check that out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we got a, we got some good stories to get to. We got a couple that we left over from last week too. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into that, shall we? Let's do it. Tonight's stories were submitted to us by Mr. Armez Jackson, and if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com, and this just dropped uh, earlier, a little while ago, actually this is from 9am this morning, from The Hollywood Reporter, Street Fighter film TV rights go to Legendary. The studio will work with Capcom on future adaptations of the fighting game. Legendary is ready to unleash a sonic boom with the studio acquiring the film and TV rights to the classic beat-em-up game Street Fighter. The studio will work with video game company Capcom on future projects. Uh, It's one of the more enduring fighting game video franchises of all time. Began in 1987 with Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2, the 1991 game spawned countless special editions and remakes. Uh, all in all, the franchise has sold 49 million units worldwide with a new installment, Street Fighter VI, due out June 2nd. Um, let's see, does it say anything about... Um, it, I don't, it doesn't really give any other information. It just talks about some of the other stuff they have coming out, like Dune Part II. Um, but uh, it doesn't give us any kind of concrete of what they're going to do. But I have a feeling they're going to do possibly a TV show, either a TV show into a movie or a movie that leads into a TV show, which is what it sounds like to me. I mean, we've been talking about this off and on that once there were maybe one or two successful video game adaptations, that was going to lead to more. We've you know seen how successful the sonic movies have been we've got the mario movie coming out on wednesday and i think it's going to do quite well at the box office mm-hmm. because early reviews are saying that it's a good movie um which i'm excited for i'm going opening night yeah. so that that should be uh, that should be really fun so i'm i'm not surprised by this news I, i'm curious as to what they're going to do because like with street fighter story's not really the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> yeah. so We'll we'll see what happens. Like I'll I'll definitely give it a chance. Well, there's plenty of sure. characters to sort of build a story around, which I could see that happening. But I, I, 
It just seems like if they're going to do something with it, you know, fast and furious it. Like, make it as ridiculous as possible, but sort of self-serious, but it knows that it's just complete bonkers. I'm just going to throw this out there. I will be all for Vince McMahon playing Bison. (laughs) Hey, uh, I don't care what they do with it as long as there's a bomb-ass smoking jacket in the middle. If there's no smoking jacket, the movie will fail. I'm out. I'm not going if there's no smoking jacket. If I don't see a smoking jacket, I'm walking out. (laughs) I will stage a coup Uh in the entire theater. But we'll see what happens with it. Our next story, I'm really excited about this. Uh, This is from Polygon.com. Beloved TMNT graphic novel, The Last Ronin, is becoming a video game. A new, very different style of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is currently in development. An adaptation of The Last Ronin, the 2020 graphic novel that told a grim, futuristic story about the Turtles. Like the comic, the video game adaptation will be a darker, more mature take on the typically colorful Ninja Turtles, according to Doug Rosen, Senior Vice President for Games and Emerging Media at Paramount Global, the rights holders for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In an interview with Polygon, he likened it to uh, Sony's recent God of War titles and said it will be an authentic to the story of the last run in Ark, which is set in a future where only one of the Turtles has survived. If no one has read the last Ronin series, it's incredible. It is one of, if not my favorite Ninja Turtle storylines of all time. And I won't spoil it for those who haven't read it, but it will make a great game. And when I read that it was going to be like God of War, I like sign me up. I, I am going to get this game. Yeah, I'm there for it. That's that's it. I've kind of fell off on the recent God of War because it was just I got lost a lot. In it, but if it's that sort of game with that sort of combat, I am down. I am there for it. Have you read the book? No, I want to. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it. I know it's good. I've seen excerpts from it. I know it's great. I just need to get to it. The art style reminds me of the the original Ninja Turtles comics, but yeah. just a little bit more polished. But the storyline is great, and it's. I warn people who are more familiar with the cartoon and the the upbeat Happy Ninja Turtles. This ain't it. <laughs> this is there's not really much humor in it, but man, is it a good story? Yeah, and I can't wait for the adaptation. I'm gonna have to read that soon. I I might just go this weekend and find a copy of it somewhere. I I think they have the full series in graphic novel form now because it it's yeah. been done for a bit. That's why I was saying I want to try to find the uh the the graphic novel of it and just get the whole thing in one swoop. I highly recommend it. Uh the next story is from bgr.com. Netflix wants its gaming service to succeed where Google Stadia failed. In a briefing with reporters that included The Verge, Leanne Lumba Netflix's vice president of external games confirmed that the company is underway in its work to build out a cloud gaming service. She did note that while work is in progress, the company is very early in that work, so we shouldn't expect an imminent announcement. Uh, In quote, she said, we are very early on that side of our journey. We do believe that cloud gaming will enable us to provide that easy access to games on any screen and be frictionless and provide the accessibility into gaming experiences. And all I want to say after this is an apology from the real big wall, and he knows why, 
I just want to hear that you were right. That's all I want to hear. You were right. He will wait with <laughs> much anticipation on Twitter tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say that, like, I don't care because, like, I think any type of gaming, you know, the more options you have out there, I think it's better for gaming overall. But I, I don't foresee myself really getting into this. Like, I'll, I'm happy with, you know, my Switch. I eventually want to get an Xbox. What I'd really like is a Steam Deck. But I think it's cool that, you know, it'll it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Netflix's next logical step is to move into a, a, a platform where you can play games through the service. I mean, it may not be AAA titles, but they'll definitely have some... Uh, They'll definitely have their own studios making games for the service, and it it, it may it, will it ever be as big as Game Pass? I don't think so because Microsoft just has a stranglehold on the the entire thing. But I think if anybody can do it, it's Netflix because they're not going to get any bigger with movie streaming, TV streaming. They're you know they're not doing DVDs and Blu-ray anymore, so they got to go somewhere. Next logical place is cloud gaming. Be cool if they made a a good Cobra Kai game. Yeah. Like that I would play. I saw the Cobra Kai game for sale that's the PS4 the yeah. other day, uh but I've heard not great things about it, so I didn't pick it up. Like I would want it to be story based too. Like even if you just go through what happens in the show, I'd be okay with that as long as you incorporate like the cool fights into it. Yeah. I just, I, I could have picked it up, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to spend money on this. Yeah. I've, I've heard very mixed things about it. I want, I need like a, a where I play as Johnny Lawrence <laughs> through the whole thing, you know, <laughs> like, like a, a, not a, like a third person over the shoulder type of thing, almost like God of War, but just let me go through the whole thing as as Johnny. That would be awesome. Oh, I'd play that in a heartbeat. Go through all the main villains and everything. Dude, and you team up with with uh, Daniel. Dude, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Why am and I not reenact making games? The... <laughs> <laughs> Where's our game chick? Uh, exactly. Let's see. Our last story comes to us from NintendoEverything.com. Project Egg Retro Games on the way to the Switch. Egg, of course, stands for Engrossing Game Gallery. Hmm. Switch has been home to a ton of classic games, and that pattern is continuing with plans from D4 Enterprise and its retro games distribution service, Project Egg. D4 has previously brought back titles from platforms such as the MSX, PC9801, Pico Pico for smartphones, and Virtual Console for the Wii U, Wii, and 3DS. Additionally, it's the sole authorized worldwide uh, distributor of MSX Licensing Corporation. Uh, It tends to release as many games currently available via the Project Egg service as possible on Switch. However, specifics have not yet been announced. Uh, Most of the Switch's classics come from the system's Switch Online service. At the standard tier, subscribers can access NES, SNES, blah, blah, blah. So more, more retro gaming on the way. For the Switch, at least. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll take whatever yeah. retro stuff they want to give me. 
I'm very curious as to the specifics, so I, I think this will definitely be one to follow. Yeah, because if you look at this, um, you know, look at this uh, promo shot that they they do. It's a lot of Japanese games, which I just don't recognize with the Japanese writing. So it may just be a lot of Japanese games, but if they have, you know, if I can read what's going on, I'm okay with that. Yeah, same. We know there was a lot of good games that came out in Japan that never made their way over here. So if that's what they're aiming for, okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm saying this every week now, but why not? Like, I don't think you really have much to lose. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, But that brings us to the end of the news. And let's go into this month in video game history. On April 19th of 1982, Namco releases Dig Dug, manufactured by Atari in North America. I loved me some Dig Dug back in the day. Oh, Dig Dug is so much fun. I feel like it's in, on every arcade collection that comes out for any console, but I feel like you have to have Dig Dug, though. Like, it it, it should be mentioned up there with, like, the Pac-Mans and the Miss Pac-Man and Space Invaders as, like, the iconic arcade titles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the SteamWorld Dig games are the spiritual successor. Uh, you know, they're the, they're the ancestors of um, of Dig Dug. Like, you know, because I feel like they're sort of the same style of gameplay, but just, you know, further, further down the line as they refine that sort of, you know, onto modern gaming uh, aesthetics. But I, I, every time I play the SteamWorld Dig games, I'm like, man, this is just kind of almost like today's modern Dig Dug. Mm-hmm. I love those games April, so much. April 21st of 1989, Nintendo releases Super Mario Land on the Game Boy in Japan, introducing Princess Daisy to the Mario series. I look at Super Mario Land like I look at the original Super Mario Brothers in a way. Like, it's an important title, but the sequels are so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, Mario Land 2 is an immensely better game than Super Mario Land 1. Mario Land 3 is an immensely better game, but you have to have the original to build on for the good sequels. So I I like Super Mario Land. It's not my favorite Mario game, even for the Game Boy, but it's still fun to play. Yeah, I still I've played Super Mario Land. I still haven't played the sequels. I need to. I think you would like both of them. They're they're both really good platformers. On April 27th of 1992, Kirby's Dreamland was released for the Game Boy in Japan. Yeah, Kirby just turned uh 30 years old. Kind of uh kind of crazy. Yeah. As far as like um middle age. I, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's um I saw that graphic on on Facebook. I think it, it might have been today. I'm like, "Wow, that franchise is already 30 years old." Because I remember playing this game for for the Game Boy, you know, back when it first came out, and I, I never played the sequels. But I'm glad that I'm getting the chance to because they just released Kirby's Dream Land Two for the the Switch Online, and it's uh, Dream Land Three is for the Super Nintendo, and it's been on the the Switch Online store for a while. Um, but yeah, I like Kirby's Dream Land. 
Uh, April 23rd of 1995, Satellaview X accessory for the Super Famicom console is released in Japan only. What was the Satellaview? The Satellaview, um, where was it on here? Oh, so it has the, um, it's a satellite, it's a satellite modem that you attach to the expansion port and you can get, um, like you can download things like news, uh, and specialty games. Huh. That's awesome. It reminds me of the, uh, 32X edition for the Sega Genesis (laughs) when that came out, but not nearly as bulky. I can't believe this never was released in America. Hmm. I mean, it's like that specialty GameCube yeah. that is like the the silver one where you, you could like watch movies on it. Yeah, I would have loved, but I, I understand why Nintendo didn't do it though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. April of two thousand, Nintendo sells its one hundred millionth Game Boy slash Game Boy Color handheld game console. That right there is why Nintendo has a, a war chest. So huge that they could fail five consoles in a row and never have to worry about it. Yeah, they they will be okay. But it's still crazy to think that the handheld consoles sold that much. It just shows how popular they actually were. Yeah. Uh, see, and last but not least, April 1st of 2003, Enix Corporation and Square Company officially merged forming Square Enix. Which, you know, I remember Square back in the day because they would make, if if Square's name was attached to an RPG, you knew it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when they merged with Enix and it's like, oh, now it's Square Enix. I'm like, well, that's going to be, it's going to take a bit to get used to. And then, but now it's just like second nature. But uh, but that brings us to the end of this, this month of video game history. And Derek, would you like to do our Patreon shout outs before we go into the review? Of course, as always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We actually have a couple of new names to shout out, and you might have to help me on this one. Is it Danny House? Yes. It's our good okay, friend, perfect. Danny House. She uh, yep. she actually has her own Twitch channel now, if you'd like to follow her. Yep. It's uh, at Bossy Muppet on Twitch. Great streaming name, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, so shout out uh, shout out to Danny. Also a shout out to Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B. Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axeblade 07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image and Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Thank Mama you Diamond. all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the podcast. And of course, we are still at the $50 level. So at some point this month, we are going to do a fun commentary track, which is still to be determined. Uh, we've done numerous commentary tracks in the past, like Animaniacs was our most recent one. We've done full length movies like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, other animated shows like Darkwing Duck, Batman the Animated Series, Sonic the Hedgehog, live-action shows like Family Matters. The list is near endless. And I've got a poll up um, on Patreon right now for you to decide my next review, and it said a three-way tie. 
<laughs> There's one day left on the poll, so anybody who hasn't <laughs> Please go vote. If there's a tie, I'm just going to pick one. Wow. If there's a tie, then I've got my next three reviews decided. So I think I, they I'll did be... that on purpose. <laughs> Probably. And, and see, that's why like, I, I don't put like Final Fantasy games, because I know that will win. Yeah. So, But it's <laughs> either way, if there's a three-way tie, like I said, I'm going to have my next three reviews already lined up. So mm-hmm. makes my job a lot easier. But uh, I, I if you want to... I was talking with our, uh, one of our newest patrons, Mr. Justin Nispel or Nispel, however, you, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's Nispel um, about Blaster Master Zero. And I have done a review of Blaster Master, but I think I'll do a review of Blaster Master Zero soon, the remake for the Switch. Holy crap, that game is good. If you guys have never played Blaster Master Zero, just stop what you're doing and go get it right now. Is he the brother of Master Blaster? <laughs> hold, oh, hold on. Let's hear it. Hold on. Let me find it. Uh, it's here somewhere. <laughs> hold on. I got it. I got it. Master Blaster runs by the town. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tina Turner. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to participate in polls we do, vote for our commentary tracks, just head over to Nerd Cave Retro or patreon.com slash Nerd Cave Retro. Uh, and for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself, or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut-flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce-flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. And tonight... We're going to be revisiting Metroid Fusion, which just dropped on the uh, the switch a couple of weeks ago I, I couldn't stop myself I mean I had to play it and Derek's already done a review of it so I was like you know what let's go back and revisit this thing because uh, I got a few things to say about this game but before we do that if you, if you didn't listen to that episode here's the breakdown it is an action adventure game developed and published by Nintendo for the Game Boy Advance in 2002 it was developed by Nintendo R&D 1, which had developed the previous Metroid game, Super Metroid. You control the bounty hunter Samus Ran, who investigates a space station infected with shape-shifting parasites known as X. Which, uh, the X basically makes a clone of Samus. And it's super powerful, and you start off the game weak as hell, and you gotta go through... This whole space station, getting your power-ups back, talking to the computer. Um, what was the computer's name again? Um, uh, Adam. Adam. He, he tells you where to go, what to do, and um, it, it's, 
it's your classic Metroid game. It's a lot of uh, you know where Metroidvania comes from. There's a lot of backtracking. There's a lot of area uh, hidden areas, hidden uh, power ups everywhere, places where you're like, well, I can't get to that, so I know I'm going to be able to get to that later. So you know you're coming back to certain points later on in the game. The more powerful you get, and that's the joy of Metroid is just every time you beat a boss, you get that power up back and it makes you feel so good. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, and to take people back to 2002, because this game came out the same day as Metroid Prime That's when so it originally weird. came out for the GameCube. <laughs> and people were angry about Metroid Prime because it was taking what was the successful Metroid formula and putting it into a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Metroid Prime pretty extensively when I reviewed it back in the day. But for those that are what I call the Metroid purist, you had Metroid Fusion, like it's it plays like Super Metroid, but honestly, it's a better game than Super Metroid. The graphics are a little better. The story is great. I'm sure we'll get into you know the the full storyline here in a bit, but it's what you want in an old school Metroid game. Like you said, you've got the power ups that you gradually get. Um, there's so many places to explore that are even hidden from the maps that you get of the different sectors of the space station that you have to go through. So there there's a lot of replayability in this game yeah and joey said in the chat room what's with metroid prime getting a re-release or whatever version it's barely old enough dude that game is 21 years old now like you know they, they can a, legally drink yeah they re redid and remastered uh resident evil one like what five years after it was released for the the gamecube so I mean, there's precedence there. I mean, it deserved a remake. I mean, I love Metroid Prime. I just, I haven't played the new one because I've been playing Fusion the last couple of weeks. And uh, it is a long game. Holy crap, this game's long. Doesn't seem like it's going to be because you look at the map of the space station, you're like, man, this not very many areas in this game, but the amount of backtracking that you do and the areas that you open up uh, throughout the game it is. It took me about two and a half, three weeks of playing, you know, a couple hours, several nights a week to get through the game. I'd say, how many hours would you say it, that this game is? Like maybe 10, 12 hours? Um, if you're just playing it like casually. That. I mean, if you're speed running it, you yeah. probably get through it in a couple hours. 
Yeah, and that that's what I did because I went through and and replayed it as well. Um, I think I beat it in like three and a half to four, but I didn't try to collect everything. See, that was but my that, thing. I was so, trying to get everything. <laughs> well, and it, as you learned when you got to the final boss, yeah. it's worth it to you get, it. especially all the energy tanks. <laughs> the and I even texted Derek when I got to the final. Not only do okay. <laughs> I just I'm we're going PG thirteen here. I, that is some the ending of this game is some ninja Gaiden level shit because not only do you have to go up against the X the the SAX um and it's it just as powerful if not more powerful than you are and it took me so many tries to kill that thing and when I finally did. You have to set the self-destruct button, get back to the ship, but then when you get to back to the ship, guess what? Your ship's not there, and you have to fight a giant um, Metroid that's been uh, mutated. It's the Omega Metroid. Yeah, the Omega Metroid. And it kills you, like, it one swipe, not only does it, like, knock the wind out of you, but it takes off, like, four tanks of energy every time it hits you. So I died the first time I got to the 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 Metroid X. Uh, what's it called? The Metroid... Um, Omega Metroid. Omega Metroid. I died. And guess what? The only save point you have is before you fight the SAX. So I had to go through that fight again, which then took another eight, nine tries to get through before I could get back to the Omega Metroid. That is some horse hockey, is what that is. <laughs> and not to mention that you have a very short time. Yes. Once you set the self-destruct, you Two have minutes. to... Since we're already at PG-13. You have to haul some serious ass to get back <laughs> to where your ship landed. And then, like you said, it's not there. And you go through this lengthy... It's not a cut scene, but it's kind of like a cut scene before you actually go into the boss fight and it still eats up the clock. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have like 90 seconds to kill this thing. When I beat the game the other day, I had 18 seconds left as the ship was leaving. I was a little scared. That's not because cool. I've never, I've never <laughs> ran out of time on that thing, but I thought that it was going to happen. You remember when we were, uh, if you guys listened to the, the panel we did when I was talking about one of the greatest gaming moments, of my life was when I beat the original Metroid as a kid. And once you beat mother brain, then you have to escape and get back to the ship. And just that uh, trying to steady your hands because I was shaking so bad, trying to get out back to the ship after destroying mother brain for the first time. Cause I didn't think I was going to do it. And I just beginner's luck killed the uh, mother brain and so I'm trying to make it out of there, and I'm just, adrenaline's running, I'm sweating, my hands are slippery, and I'm, like, trying to 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 get through there, and it's just complete anxiety. Like, that's what I had, again, at the end of this game, trying to get through to the very end. Well, not to mention, like, I remember the first time playing this game and fighting the Omega Metroid for the first time, it looks really intimidating. Like th this isn't like a small Metroid with its little, you know, tentacles coming out. This is like full on, like 
monster movie kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it, it is cool because, you know, there's a, a scene later in the game where you go into this restricted area and you see different stages of Metroid. And I'm, I remember thinking, I'd hate to fight one of those. <laughs> and sure enough, you have to fight one of them. And that's not the only fight that's ridiculous. Um, Tell well, me about the nightmare. Oh, that, <laughs> that damn thing. I had to fight. I actually had to look up a video. There were several times in this game where I had to look up a video to learn how to fight the bosses because it's sometimes they're just they're not very uh intuitive on how to defeat the boss like some weapons just do massive damage against the boss and it's not a, you would think just missiles would kill everything but sometimes that's not the case sometimes it's not brute force to kill these things sometimes it's just your regular old you know wave beam or whatever will will hit in the right spot will take these things out but that nightmare was it was nightmare inducing that thing is to say it was a nightmare it's just as hard as a final boss and this thing's not is like what third or fourth from the the final boss this thing and i'm uh, some of the i was just like how if it's this hard now how hard is the final boss gonna be and as you found out yeah pretty hard <laughs> it's not yeah, the, an easy game. I'm just going to put it, that out there. It's a great game. It is not easy at all. I was thinking about this, you know, in leading up to the podcast, we've talked about how like a Metroid movie would be really good if mm-hmm. done correctly. I would base a sequel off of this game because it, it does very much remind me of the alien franchise how you're almost constantly running from this creature that's like the pinnacle of samus's power and if you ever try to fight it it will kill you in seconds <laughs> yeah because that and th- and there are some instances where you have no choice but to run from it mm-hmm. because it will see you and if it hits you even once it takes away like half of your health yeah there's one part of the game where you literally I think it's called run from the SAX is like the, the, I was looking up some of the videos cause I didn't know what to do at this point. You're supposed to run from the SAX, get through all these, like you basically you fall down into this pit, uh, other, this other little section. There he is standing there. You have to freeze him, jump over him, go to the next room, jump over this thing, set a bomb on the wall, freeze him again, run when the when the bomb goes off. Then you have to know where that there are certain doors coming up that have you have to shoot the uh the button for the door to go up. So you you have to be perfect going through this section or it's going to catch you and kill you. So just trying to get and it's so panic inducing these these sections of the game like like you said when you come across the SAX it's horrifying when you come across it because you know it's going to one hit is going to kill you one or two hits well it's like when you walk into a room and the music stops except for this low kind of hum <laughs> and then you hear the boots you know, walking across the floor and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> oh no. I mean, if you enjoy this type of 
of game. I mean, if you enjoy Metroid games, this is the ultimate Metroid game. Like, I love Super Metroid. I loved the original as a kid. Um, I love Super Metroid. But this one, I definitely needed help sometimes because it is... There's a lot of hidden places. There are a lot of places in the game that aren't easy to get to. There's only specific ways to, to progress through these places. And you have to do certain things to get here, certain things to get there. And you can do it if if you have the time to just explore and, you know, bomb every wall, run everywhere you need to go. But sometimes I just, I had to go to YouTube and be like, how do I get past this section? Because I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, for somebody who's never played it before, doing a tutorial or ha having like a walkthrough with you or watching YouTube videos definitely helps because it can get confusing, especially once you get some of your power-ups back and you have to go back to certain sections. Because one of the things you have to do is uh, most of the space station is on lockdown because of the virus and it's spreading and infecting you know, the different creatures that live on the ship. Um, has infected some of the humans that live on the ship. Um, oh, yeah, Joey Image, stay hydrated. Love it. Um, yeah, and then once you unlock the certain security levels, then you have to go back. Mm -hmm. But once you do that, it infects the area with more of the virus. So it gets harder. And especially once you unlock the final security lock, it's like the whole place has gone to hell. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it is and, and and let's see what ram what did rampage say a second ago he said the game is a great as a starter metroid game since it's one of the easiest and more linear i would say it is probably good to get your feet wet with this game but it is not easy by any stretch of the imagination i mean this game is it's pretty tough the, especially the boss fights i mean there are t times when you're going through the game and even just some of the regular enemies you know, if they hit you one time or touch you, you know, two hits and you're done. Like, you feel powerful sometimes because, you know, you've got eight or nine energy tanks on you, but you come across an enemy that touches you one time and you've got, like, one tank left. And you're like, what the hell just happened? Well, there's a certain amount of stealth that you have to do, especially in the beginning, because you start out with your blaster. Yeah. And that's it. So you you have to be very smart and almost cerebral in a way in fighting the enemies until you find more energy tanks. You get your missiles, you know, you get your different upgrades and whatnot. And then you can, because I, I like to go in just, I call it Han Solo style, just yeah. guns blazing. But you can't do that through the first part of the game. Otherwise, you're not going to make it very far. Yeah. And, and the one thing I did like about this game, uh, and I wrote, this game does have actual jump scares. There are jump scares in this game. Um, and I didn't feel overwhelmed mechanically with the power-ups as I got them. That was my one complaint with Metroid Dread, is there was, I felt like there were too many power-ups, and you had to bend your hands into unnatural positions to actually do, uh, you know, the the your power-ups and things like that, your different weapons. And this one, it felt like everything sort of, once you got a power-up, it was like, it was very easy to to deploy that weapon, you know? It's just very simple. And I think because it was made for the Game Boy Advance, it didn't have 
no pun intended, as advanced controls as like a PlayStation or a, you know, a GameCube game. So you had limited options on the combinations. Like there's very limited com- combinations you do. Like you get um, like a missile upgrade. You get uh, your power bombs for when you're in more fall mode. It, and they're they're very simple to do once yeah. you kind of get the mechanics down. That was that was my biggest thing with Metroid Dread was the power ups were they did not simplify that game at all to be able to to play it once you started getting all your power ups. This game just felt so smooth and streamlined when it came to that. I st- I still need to play Dread. I still never finished it. I got to a point where it was so hard I couldn't get past where I was, and I just sort of abandoned it. Yeah, I mean, I do that with games too. So, no, I totally understand that. Where Where would you rank this in your? If you were to make a Metroid list, where would this rank? This would probably end up as number two. I mean, Super Metroid's always going to be my my all time favorite, but this one is a very close second. Like I, I think if you're going to jump into the Metroid franchise, the best place to jump in, I'm always going to say, is Super Metroid. Um, but this one is the, the second one that you play as you, as you go through that progression. Well, it, it's the, to me, the, the true sequel to Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like Super Metroid. It just yeah. did. It had the same sort of graphical... It just had the same you know, mood about it. And that's why I, I got, I won't say triggered, but I kind of rolled my eyes when people got upset about prime because this game was coming out at the same time. I'm Mm -hmm. like, just get Metroid fusion (laughs) and play that. Like it's that simple. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it plays like super Metroid. I, uh, me personally, this is my favorite Metroid game of all time. I love prime I think Super Metroid is great. I think it's one of the most iconic games of the 90s. But when I want to play a Metroid game, this is this is the one that I go to. And I'm glad that it's finally on the Switch. Because I, I went back and played it, you know, because I still had my copy for the Game Boy Advance. But I was happy that they put this on the Switch. And it's long, long overdue. And I'm glad you finally got a chance to play it. Yeah, it looks great. Sounds great. Plays great. Um, but it is a, a game you have to be in the mood for a Metroid game to play this. And I was in the mood for Metroid because, like I said, there is a, it's very diff- the boss fights are very, very difficult. Um, there, are, there is a lot of exploration. There's a lot of hidden, hidden stuff to find. So if that's your jam and you've never played this game before, I say go for it because you're going to have a great time. Even if the, the final two boss fights are completely unfair and they went the Ninja Gaiden route to uh, to completely screw you over. <laughs> but other than that, the game is fantastic. But it's so rewarding when you do finally beat the final boss. Yeah, it took me three tries, <laughs> but I finally did it. Yeah, and that's the important thing is that and, you did it. And I did learn how to cheese the SAX uh, to beat it. Um, I'm not going to say how I do it, but... I found a good way to like kind of sit in one spot and just cheese him over and over again. Um, and he only got get hit like three or four times. So I think I can I wonder can, if it's, I think I if it's the same thing it. I do. Might be. We'll have to talk about it. That, I'll just yeah. go ahead and say it. You, you, tr- you trigger him to come into the room. Then you jump almost straight down 
and you stand in that little little corner right there. Yep. And you just sort of you, you point, you shoot downward. As soon as he's under you, you hit the top of his head, and he just keeps rolling back to the left, and he never comes out. Maybe once or twice he'll come out, and he'll jump up on the thing. But as long as you have your pulse beam uh, maxed out, like like the the, pul- the huge pulse beam, you'll knock him back down, and he'll roll back up under you, and you just keep doing that over and over again until you beat him. Until it transforms into something else. Yeah, <laughs> and then that but, thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's another like another thing you can do is just freeze it. But you ha- your timing has to be like flawless. Freeze it, and then as soon as you shoot your missile, you start charging your pulse beam, and then hit it, and then freeze it again. Like you can't let it move, or else it's gonna tear you apart. But it literally takes like twenty hits. From maybe mm-hmm. twenty five to to bring him down, it's ridiculous number of hits to bring him down. And then when you do, like you said, he transforms for the second phase, which isn't all that hard. But then you have the third phase where the actual um, X or whatever it's called, the the uh, the X thing comes out, and you got to fight that, and that takes five or six missile hits to take out. Mm-hmm. But you have to wait for the little eye to face you. Because if you don't hit it yep. while the eye's facing you, you just wasted a missile. Yeah, th- there's different phases to every boss fight. Like, there's its first phase, because what it is is the X infects different creatures that are st- kept in the station. And so, like, for example, there, there's a giant serpent that you have to fight. Once you kill it, quotation marks, kill it, then it turns into, like, its pure form. And it just swarms after you. And then you have to wait for certain moments to happen to shoot missiles at it. And then when you kill it, you grab it, and then you get your whatever power up back. Freaking mechanical spider. Oh, that was another one. That drove me. Yeah, that one That one was kind of a pain, too. He keeps grabbing you and slamming you into the ground. And every time he slams you into the ground, it takes off like four energy tanks. You're like, good lord, man. And then if you don't move really quickly, it's just going to grab you again and you get caught in a really vicious cycle. Yeah, uh, that took me about five or six tries to get before I finally figured out the pattern for that one. You just have to learn the patterns. They have certain patterns. And once you figure out the little safe spot you can be in to like turn into a ball and sit in that safe spot. And then when it opens up its eye, you jump out and you shoot it as many times as you can. And you run as fast as you can back to the corner. So he can't grab you. Uh, at times I felt like, uh, what was his name? Howlin' Mad Murdoch from the yeah. A team where I'm just like, <laughs> uh, run out and shoot like six missiles in a row, as many yeah. missiles as you can get off <laughs> as you can and then run back to the corner. But that's uh, how the game goes. I, out of 10, I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. I mean, it's there's a lot to 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 bitch about in the game, but it's a good enough game to where you, you just like, "Oh, I got to do that again." Yeah. <laughs> and, and you do it again because it's you just want to get past it, you know? It, it it's irritating, but it's irritating in the sense that it motivates you to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's my score, 9 out of 10. And uh, go check it out. It is on the Nintendo Switch right now, and I highly, highly recommend it. And that brings us to the end of the episode. And I'm so glad to be back. I'm so happy 
that week. We'll get the new computer. We're we're yeah. we're chugging along again, just like always. Yeah, no, everything seemed to to run smooth. Looked great, sounded great, so it's all you can ask for. But uh, before we get out of here, what's going on with the Derek Diamond experience? Yeah, so I've actually, I, like I said at the top of the show, I've uh, been d- doing some really good um, interviews over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, this one, and I, I actually, I think I might send you and Wally the the documentary that my guest talked about, but it's with a, a producer named Scott DuPont who uh, produced this documentary called Movie Money Confidential, hmm. and it's about raising money for your movie. I need that. <laughs> and this this upcoming uh, documentary that he also helped produce is called uh, Burt Reynolds' The Last Interview. And it's the last interview that he did before he died. Wow. I don't know what all it entails, but it's Burt Reynolds, so I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But it's, yeah, it's, it's really good conversation. Um, and then I've got some other ones uh, coming up over the next several weeks. So uh, we, we need to get some kind of roundtable in before the, the show goes on break. I know. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll need to figure that out. And uh, for the Open Micers podcast, go listen to last week's episode where Derek took over for me, and uh, they made fun of me for a little while and <laughs> talked about. I, I was nice. <laughs> well, yeah, you were nice. J- Jacob's <laughs> never nice. They talked about J- uh, Waffle House and um, what else did you guys talk about? Talked about Waffle House. Um, he asked me questions about um, how does your relationship change after you yeah. get married. Um, we talked about retro merchandise. Uh, what else do we talk about? Yeah, we talk uh, about a lot of stuff. Yeah, you guys. We bounce around to a whole different topics. A lot of topics. I didn't even know about that MeTV thing, and I'm gonna go check out that website and give me some like Airwolf merch and stuff right? like that. But uh, go check it out. It's at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram and wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, is that everything? Is that it for this week? I forgot to mention, if you want to follow the Derek Diamond Experience, linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. But that's going to do it for this week. Let's walk out the door. If you'd like to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our linktree, and that takes you to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Patreon, and, of course, the merch shop, which you can go to at ncrmerch.com. We've got T-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, and whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media at NerdCaveRetro, at JFunktastic, and at Derek underscore Diamond. And, of course, leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. And that's going to do it for this week. And, Derek, please, tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.